I entitled today's word, God's Sign, Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter number 1, let's, let's read from verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins." Now all this took place, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took her as his wife, and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 This announcement, and this, as the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and spoke to her, and, and spoke to Jesus, uh, to Joseph in the dream, saying that what Mary was the conception of the Holy Spirit upon Mary was that God, the Holy Spirit, was going to cause Mary to conceive, and the con- and this child that would be conceived and born, his name will be called Jesus, meaning he will save us from our sins. But the word goes on to tell us that it's fulfillment of a prophecy given by the prophet. What prophet? The prophet Isaiah. If you were to look and read through the book of Isaiah, there are many prophecies in Isaiah concerning Christ, the forerunner, John the Baptist, and many more things about Christ. There are many prophecies that I God prophesied through the prophet Isaiah concerning the birth of Christ. But how many of you know it wasn't a week before that birth of Christ when Isaiah, Isaiah was hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. But God, throughout the ages, from the beginning of the word, always announces, always prophesies, gives advance uh, declaration of what he is about to do and what he will do. God is a miracle-working God, a wonder-working God. There is nothing too difficult for God, nothing impossible for God. Amen, as we preached in previous week. But here... In the Gospel of Matthew, it's declared that the birth of Christ through Mary, through the Virgin, whose name will be called Jesus, the Savior of our sins, and his name is prophesying that it was the fulfillment of the one who would be called Emmanuel, God with us. So let's take a look. Let's go back to the book of Isaiah and see where this prophecy was given and and the circumstances in which it was given also. Go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 7, verse number 14. 
Let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 7, verse 14. Because in Matthew, it says this is the reference which was coming to pass in, in that hour. Hallelujah. Thank God that he keeps his word. Amen. There's not one prophecy in the word of God that God has spoken that has not come about exactly as God has said it. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says that the virgin shall be with child. And that she shall bear a son, not a daughter, but a son. Now, if Mary birthed a girl, it would have been oops. Nothing wrong with birthing a girl, but the prophecy says she shall bear a son. A son. And his name shall be called Jesus. As we look at Isaiah chapter 7, we're looking at a time when, when God's people just turned away from the word of God. God has always given his word, bringing his word to his people to encourage them to have faith and trust in him. God, from Genesis to Revelation, wants one thing, for us to look to him and trust him and believe his word and have faith in him. This is why the word of God comes to us. To say that I love you, I care about you, I want you to believe me so that I could work wonderfully in your life. God's desire is to love on you. God's not desirous to beat up on your life. God is not desirous to put your face in the sand or the mud or the whatever. God is desirous to lift you up and to work wonderfully in your life. That's why he's called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. God is the glory and the lifter of your head, isn't he? And so the Bible says that God came to his people Israel and was always giving them his word and saying, follow me, trust me. But Israel, over and over again, the people of God, it's the same story over and over again with man. That they hear, they obey for a while, and then they fade away. And then they go off and do their own thing. And God calls them to repentance. And if they come back, God cleans them up and, and starts all over to try to do a good work. But they, they stay for a while and then they fade away. And, they, and, and this is the story of man. This is the story of us. You know? You start off on fire and then some things come along and next thing you know, uh, you're not as fired up as you used to be. And God says, come on, come back, get fired up. So Israel started to fade away from the word of God. And because they, they, they stopped trusting the word of God and, and believing God, and then they were, problems came their way, troubles came their way. And, and they were very weak and divided at this time. And at this time, a man named Ahaz was king of Judah, and he was in Jerusalem. And his father, Jotham, and his, and his great-grandfather, Uzziah, they were godly men. But Ahaz was not a godly man. Ahaz had given up. He knew the word of God. He knew because he was raised by godly parents, and they imparted the word of God to him. He knew it. He became the king of Judah. But he, beca- he began to depart from the ways of the Lord even to the point where he was doing child sacrifice. And so he was a king of Judah. And yet he had dis- he disbanded his faith and walked with God. And yet God was the king of Judah. God was the Lord of his people. And God is not going to give up on a people because of one man. How many of you know that? Not because of one woman is God going to give up on people or a man. So here was a king who was who was causing the people to to disobey God and not trust in him and not have faith in him and he himself was a was a was a 
ungodly man. And at this time, there was a, a mighty uh, army, the Assyrians, they were mighty, and they were, uh, they were looking to expand their kingdom. And there was, uh, there was Israel, there was a divided kingdom, Israel and Syria, or Aram, were trying to stand and fight against uh, Assyria. Now, Syria was not godly, and neither was Israel and, and, and Syria or Aram at that time. They were both had given up and gone their own ways. But the worst of the two was Assyria. Not, 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 I mean, uh, Assyria, not Syria. Assyria was the worst of, of the, of the two of, uh, Israel, of, Israel, of Israel at that time and that. And they were trying to get Ahaz to join with them to fight against Assyria. And Ahaz says, he says no. And he didn't want to join them because what he had done, he knew that Assyria was the greater army. And so what he had done was instead of trusting God and turning to the Lord, he went off and made a pact with Assyria and said, listen, let's, let's work out a deal here. You know, that, uh, I'll pay you some tribute and stuff if you just, uh, you know, don't, don't bother me. You know, just let, just bypass me when you move this way and you're a, a sweeping attack. And so the king of Assyria signed the pact. Ahaz, Ahaz was no threat to Assyria, but they said, hey, he said, I'll give you money. So hey, if you're going to get money without fighting, why not? And so what he did is he made a pact with Assyria and what he did was two was he took things from the temple and the things of God and gave it over to Assyria. And in the meantime, Israel and Syria were saying, well, listen, let's, let's go attack Judah and let's attack Ahaz and we'll take him off the throne and we'll put our own man on and then this way we'll join forces and we'll have a better chance of overcoming Assyria. But it didn't work. And then the Lord said to Isaiah, I want you to go to Ahaz. Remember, Ahaz is an ungodly man, made a pact already with Assyria, and he says, but Isaiah, I want you to go and talk to Ahaz. God never gives up on us. Thank God that he never gives up on us. The Bible says when we were enemies with God, he loved us. God always tries to give us second chances and third chances and fourth chances. God is a God who never gives up on us. We give up on God, but God is always coming to us, and God is sending the prophet Isaiah to Ahaz. You know, he was from a godly family. Do you think his family prayed that, that Ahaz would, would walk in the ways of the Lord? And so he still had prayers covering his life although he didn't walk away. Thank God someone prayed for you. You'll never know who were who the many prayers that were prayed over your life, that are still over your life today. You'll never know. And that's why we need to be praying for our friends, our families, and, and those that we know, are, especially those that are not following the Lord, but praying for those who are already following the Lord. So he sent Isaiah to Ahaz, and he says... Uh, and I just want to say, he said, he, he said, number one, he said, you know, Ahaz knew that circumstances were threatening him. And what do we do when circumstances of life or situations of life seem to threaten us? How do we react? How do we respond? That's when we need to turn to God and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. 
to get me through this situation and through the circumstances of my life. See, Ahaz had circumstances that were beyond him, situations that frightened him. And rather than turn to the Lord, he went and tried to make a deal. Let's make a deal. And in life, let's make a deal doesn't work. Or it works for so long, and then the deal falls through like it did for Ahaz. So rather than make a deal, rather than trust on God, he said, let's make a deal with Assyria. That's how he responded to the circumstances of his life. And when the circumstances of your life seem to be overwhelming for you, you need to turn to God and say, Lord, I trust you to take me through, to overcome, to be you are my provider, the glory and the lifter of my head. You see, God's word goes to work when we believe it and act upon it and stand upon the word of God. If Ahaz had stood upon the word of God, things might have changed, things would have changed and turned around. But rather, he stood on his bargain and his deal with man. And it's faith in his word that brings you and I the victory. Fear. Ahaz was frightened. He trusted in his own wisdom and he trusted in all those things. Psalm 23 says, verse 4, let me read this to you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, he thought that he was done. He could be done. If Assyria attacked him, it was done. Death was at his doorstep. And so he tried to make a deal with death. You cannot bargain. You can't make deals with death. You need to make, you need to trust in the author of life to the Lord or the creator who formed you and fashioned you in the womb and trust him to be the glory and the lifter of your head. Psalm 46 verses 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Ahaz was in trouble, but he didn't turn to God for help and for strength, did he? But it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, it says in the psalm, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, we will not be afraid. We will not fear. Whom shall I fear? But God is for us. Who can be against us? Psalm 46, 7 says that the God Almighty is with us. The God of Israel is our, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Ahaz knew these scriptures, but he did not choose, he did not choose to believe them and stand upon them and apply them. Rather, he chose to sneak off and make a deal and sell the things of the Lord and give them over to Assyria to make a pact for his life. Wow. Trust God. Trust the word of the Lord for every situation and circumstance of your life. Amen? The circumstances of Ahaz's life paralyzed him with fear. You ever hear the, the you ever hear the saying they were scared stiff? That means paralyzed with fear. And that's what Ahaz was. Rather than trusting the Lord, he was paralyzed by fear. But that's when we need faith to be activated in our life. When Isaiah chapter seven, verse nine, when Isaiah was was talking to Ahaz, he said, He says, If you will not believe 
Because God came to Ahaz and says that you don't have to fear and worry. You just have to stand with me and watch me deliver you and save you. But it says in verse 9, it says, Isaiah says to Ahaz, in verse 9, if you will not believe or if you will, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. This is what Isaiah says to Ahab. Trust the word of the Lord that he will deliver you. And if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. You're going to fall to the situations and the circumstances around you. So God was going to this ungodly man and giving him an opportunity to repent and turn to God and trust God. Repentance is a doorway to what? A doorway to blessing. God is speaking again, sending Isaiah, because Isaiah, if you read chapter 8, you know, the Bible says that he cleansed, he cleansed Isaiah. You know, took the coals and cleansed them, and, and he says, whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. God says, okay, I'm going to send you to Ahaz, and I want you to take this word to the king of Judah, who's over my people. You know, Jesus was from the tribe of Judah, and God was not going to let the tribe of Judah be dismantled or, or, de- or destroyed. God will always keep a portion. And so God sent Isaiah to Ahaz, and he said, Ahaz, you've got to have faith in the word of God and trust him, otherwise you're not going to stand at all. This pact you made, you think God didn't know that he made a pact with Assyria? And Isaiah is going to him saying, you got to trust God. Don't trust in that pact that you made with Assyria, because if you don't stand by faith in the word of God, you're not going to stand Ahaz at all. You're going down. God gave him warning. God was calling him to repentance, to trust the word of God. God's word to us is true. If God said it, he will do it. If God spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. Don't worry about God's end. We got to worry about our end. We got to just believe the word of God and trust him. And so he said, Ahaz, if you don't have faith, you're going to, you're going to fail and fall. And that's when we need to have our faith activated. That's when we need to have the sacrifice of praise taking place in us. Lord, though the situation doesn't look good, yet I will praise you and glorify your name. Hallelujah. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown in, they said, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, you might throw us in there, and it does if we perish, we perish, but we will praise the Lord. And as they praised God, Erishadar arose in the midst of the fire, who? The one like the Son of Man who was there with them. God wants us to trust Him and to praise His name, regardless of what it looks like out around us. That's when we must trust in God's help. And then God says to Ahaz in verse number 11, just right after he says, if you don't stand by faith, you will not stand at all. And God says to Ahaz, Ahaz, ask me for a sign. Ask me for a sign that what I said to you will come true, that you will not be destroyed that you will stand if you trust me and believe me. Ask me for a sign right now. But Ahaz was an ungodly man, and he thought that, you know, he he already purposed in his heart that he was not going to trust God. He already purposed in his heart that he was going to trust in his path with man. And God has given an opportunity. You want a sign from me that my word will come to pass, that you will not 
Bethel ask of me a sign. He was saying, do you want to trust in me? Just ask me and I'll show you. I'll give you a sign that to make you trust in me. But Ahaz's heart was already set about not trusting God and not believing in God. And Ahaz responds to, to the, to God, to the prophet. He's actually responding to God, to God in verse 12. He says, I will not ask and I won't test the Lord. What do you think? He's some holier than he isn't holy. He isn't walking with the Lord. He's living in sin. He's sacrificing children. And he says, I will not ask a sign. Meaning, I don't want to trust you. I'm not going to trust you. He was, he was just looking God in the face and saying, I will not trust you. God said, ask of me. If you have faith, you'll stand. Ask a sign that, to show that my word will, will deliver you. And he said, I will not ask. I pray that whatever you face in life, you trust God to deliver you out of it. Don't ever be afraid to ask the Lord to deliver you because his word of promise is unto you. And we need to take the word of God and confess it over our lives and over our situations and circumstances and to stand in faith, believing Ahaz purposed in his heart he would not. When we look through the word of God, we see Abraham, we see Joseph. We see David, we see Moses, all standing in faith. When Abraham, God says, get up and leave you this place that you're living in. I will take you to a place. I'll show you a place. He didn't tell him where. He said, just walk with me and I'll take you to a place. And by faith, Abraham said, yes, Lord. He, he trusted in the Lord to not only provide for him, but to, to, to be a protector over him as he journeyed through an unknown territory. He didn't know where God was taking him. He didn't know what armies might lay in wait for him. He didn't know what thieves and robbers were, were, were round about to, to waylay him in his household. But he said, I will trust you, Lord. I will trust you to protect me and provide for me and to be my shepherd. Didn't he? Joseph, when he was a slave and a prisoner in Pharaoh's, uh, uh, in Egypt, yet he said, Lord, I will trust you and have faith in you. And God provided for him, even as a prisoner and a slave in Egypt. But what, we'll see. But what happened to him? God prospered him, even as a slave and a prisoner, and God exalted him, didn't he? What did, and, and I'll come to these later. But David standing before Goliath, right? David, everybody else was, was, was in fear and trembling. And they let their fear, the Israel, the Israel army, the army of God, they, they were paralyzed. They were scared stiff. They were paralyzed in their little foxholes and trenches, looking at the giant and saying, Oh my goodness, look how big he is. Oh. And they were paralyzed by fear. But David said, I have faith in my God. And little David took off the armor that Saul tried to put on him and said, forget about this. I will go against him in the name of the Lord. And David had faith that God was with him, amen, and would deliver him from the giants. God, David didn't go say, let me go make a pact with the Philistines and see maybe I could, you know, I can make it look good, you know, and, you know, make it put on a little show and, you know, it'll be televised, you know, and me and Goliath will go down, you know, how much do you want, you know, to, how many of you know that, that some, some things are, can be corrupted, you know, huh? 
But Goliath wasn't going to take a fall for money or anything. Goliath wanted to slay them. But David says, you come, you know, I come in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Moses felt inadequate when he was standing beside the burning bush. He was an old, old man by then. And God says, I want you to lead my people. And he felt inadequate. Fear came over him. He said, who am I? And the Lord says, I'll be with you. Emmanuel, God with us. I will be with you. Fear not. And because God, because he trusted God and had faith in God, he was able to overcome those fears, didn't he? You know, when we, when we look at Hebrews chapter 11, just go that, to that real quickly with me if you have your Bibles and following along. In Hebrews chapter 11, I just want to read a few things to you here. You know, it's a chap, faith or a, a chapter of faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he, which he was to receive for an inheritance. Amen? It says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of his sons. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons. By faith, Mo- Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months. Amen? When, when, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. But it says, by faith, all these people, all their lives, even on their dying bed, even when they were facing death, it says they had faith. By faith, by faith, God was with them. Emmanuel, God with us. They knew that. They understood that. They believed that in their heart, that all the days of my life, God is with me. Emmanuel, God with me, will deliver me, will provide for me, will see me through. Do you believe that in your heart? Do you believe that Emmanuel, God is with you and will never leave you and forsake you. If you believe that, then you should have no fear, no matter what you face in life, no matter what comes your way, I will not fear, for God is with me. Amen? And Ahaz should have said, ah, I will not fear. But he did. But there were many who says, I will not fear. Though these things come against me, yet I will by faith in God and trust in him. So we can have fear or faith. But God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. What power? His power to overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. The faith of God. And so when we walk in faith, you know, when you walk in fear, some things will be fulfilled in your life and it will not be good. But when you walk in faith, the things fulfilled in your life will be good. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can get someone to live in fear, those fear is going to make you trust in man, is going to make you things you make you do things you ought not do, and the result will be death, destruction, or whatever. But if you have faith in God, the fulfillment in your life will be provision, will be protection, will be love, will be all the good things, all the fruit of the Spirit. So God wants faith to be active in your life so that it can be fulfilled in your life, the blessings and the promises of God. God wants to bless your life. 
And that's why he said to him, he goes on, you know, when Abraham believed God, he became the father of many nations, didn't he? He didn't know where he was going, but God said, follow me. And after a while, he said, now you are obedient, you have faith and trusted me, I'll make you the father of many nations. Joseph, though you were in prison and a slave and you have faith in me and followed me, I will exalt you to second in command only to Pharaoh. Imagine the power. You know what kind of power that was to be exalted from a prisoner, a slave, to be set as second in command only to Pharaoh. Only God could do that, can't he? Couldn't he? Joseph didn't have money. He didn't have any. He didn't. He wasn't pulling strings. He had nothing to do but just trust God and God exalted him. Humble yourselves before God and he will exalt you. Amen. Have faith in the Lord no matter what. He will exalt you. David, who was the slayer of the giant. He was a little shepherd boy, huh? Bringing cheese and bread to his brothers. And he stood before the giant. He said, I come in the name of the Lord. I stand against you. And this day, Goliath, you're going down because you insulted the name of the Lord my God. And I'm standing on God's behalf before you. And he slew the giant. And what happened? David went on to be king of Israel, didn't he? Because he trusted God. Moses, who was by the burning bush, who felt inadequate. Who am I, Lord? What can I do? Yet he became a mighty deliverer, didn't he? He led his people through through the Red Sea. And, and right, he was, God was with him. And what is about us today, fulfillment to each one of us today, is God's sign was not only to Ahaz, which I want to go back to Isaiah chapter 7, and I want to read that to you. Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14. God says, I want you to ask for a sign, Ahaz. And Ahaz says, I will not ask. And then the Lord said, listen now, O house of David, is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of God as well? Ahaz was trying to wear on the patience of man because he was evil. And he says, you dare try to put try your patience on me? I'm telling you, I will deliver you. I'm asking you to live by faith, to stand by faith. I'm asking you to ask me for a sign to show me that I will deliver you. And Ahaz said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to trust you. I don't want to ask you by faith. And the Lord, the Lord was angry with him at that point because the Lord gives you many opportunities, but there comes a point when it's over. There comes a point when it's over and you have made your own decision. Over meaning you've hardened your heart. The Bible says, harden not your hearts as it was in the day. But when you hear the word of the Lord, respond to it. Believe the Lord. Amen. Don't harden your hearts because there comes a point when you harden your own heart and you will not, you will not trust or believe the word of God any longer. Then it's over for you. You've, you just put a big X over yourself. But God is always patient, always trying, but the hardness of his heart would refuse. But God said in verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. And the word used there is plural, meaning not only to Ahaz, it's plural. Because remember, Ahaz was king of Judah. Judah was God's people. Judah, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And God was not going to allow Judah to perish. And he says, I will give you a sign. He says, Ahaz, I'm going to give you a sign, or meaning the people. The people of Judah, the people of the world, I will give you a sign. 
to show that I am God, to show that my people will believe on me and trust in me. And he says this in verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God says, I'm going to give you a sign. I'm going to give a prophecy too here. A prophecy that's yet to come. That my Messiah will come and all who believe on me will know that I am their deliverer. That God is with them. And you might not believe me, Ahaz, and you might not stand in faith, but I'm going to give a sign that whoever. That's why the Bible says, as whoever believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, whoever comes to him shall in no wise perish, shall in no wise be rejected. Because God says that there will come. One who will be born of a virgin, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. You know, it's one thing to have God with us. You know, in in the Old Testament prophets, they understood that although they were sinners, although they were not perfect, yet they trusted God and had faith in God to have mercy on them, to have forgiveness on them. The, you know, even in the Old Testament, the Bible says that His mercies endure forever. His compassions are new every morning. So they understood that they can walk with God, although they were not perfect, yet they could walk with God and not and not have a fear of God. But so many people have a fear of coming to God because they think they're sinful or they're not worthy. And they fear, oh, God with us? Oh, I don't know about that. He might just burn me up because of my sin. But how many of you know he's a gracious and merciful God? He's not willing that any should perish. He's calling all to repentance, isn't he? And that's why it says in Matthew that his name will be called Jesus who will save you from your sins. And when you know that your sins are forgiven, as the angels announced to the shepherds, there is one who is born, peace on earth and goodwill to men who believe on the one who is born, who believe in Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, who will take away the sins of the world. When your sins are forgiven, you're at peace with God, and you should long for God to be with you and walking with you and talking with you. You should be longing for the promises of God's Word to be active over your life. So the name Jesus goes even above the name of Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Not only is He with us, but He's our Savior and our Redeemer. He's our Lord. He's the lover of our souls. Amen? Now, as you look to Jesus, we take on His righteousness and we can say, yeah, I can walk with God because my sins are forgiven. I'm cleansed by the righteousness of Christ. And I can live with him and walk with him. And so Emmanuel has come. Jesus, our Emmanuel, has come. Your sins are forgiven. And when Jesus Emmanuel came, it says that true love can cover you all the days of your life. And that your lover, the lover of your soul, who is Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus our Savior, will never leave you nor forsake you. What a wonderful name. God with us. The Bible tells us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to be with you forever. Will you trust me? Will you have faith in me? Will you let me work out the situations and circumstances of your life? Will you allow me to do what God says? Don't trust in man to deliver you. Trust in God to deliver you. Trust in God to provide for you. Trust in God to be your healer. Hallelujah. The promises of God was fulfilled on Christmas Day. 
but even greater, another promise, even greater than that which was filled on Christmas Day is still yet to come to pass. In Revelation 21, verse number 3, the dwelling of God is with men, and He will live with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. Emmanuel, God with us. God is saying, not only am I with you now, today, but there's a coming a day when sin will be gone and be no more, when the new Jerusalem will come down out of heaven, and you will be with me forever. That's the glorious promise of God. Christmas came to say, your sins are forgiven. Well, when he, as, he, as the gospel developed, as he went to Calvary, Christmas was that a Savior, a Redeemer, was come to redeem you of your sins, that you could walk through life, cleanse and have a peace with God in a relationship with God but yet there's a day greater than Christmas coming when we will be out of this world no more temptation how many of you know this greater when you're not being able to be tempted by Satan than when you are God is a shield over you but God said I've gone Jesus said I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am there you will be also you talk about Emmanuel God with us God is saying not only am I with you but I want you to be with me not only here on earth but in an everlasting home in glory. And that's why Revelation says that He will be our God. Hallelujah. 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 Emmanuel, God with us. It's the message of Christmas, but it's also the hope of eternity, our eternity with God. Not only is Emmanuel God with us now, but God will be with us forever. That's our hope of glory. That's our hope of heaven that Emmanuel, and it all started back then. And don't be like an Ahaz who trusted to man, who trusted in the things of this world to deliver him, and he fell. He was crushed. But God said, if you have faith, you will stand. I will protect you. I will watch over your life. I will provide. Let me lead you. Trust me. Let me be the shepherd and the bishop of your soul. Thank God that there was a son born to a virgin, whose name was called Emmanuel, whose name is Jesus, amen, that God says, I will have a people for myself who will believe me, who will trust me, who have faith in me, who I can show myself to be mighty deliverer in God for him. Hallelujah. Isaiah also went on to say he's the, he's the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Wonderful, the Counselor, amen. And this is who he is, Emmanuel. God is with you. Don't trust the world or the things in the world. Don't look to man to deliver you or save you. God works through men, but God is the one we need to trust in to touch the hearts of people to be the one who will bless your life. Amen.